0: When we look at the introduction of uh, the economic transformation of uh, the uh, uh, discussion documents, it says at the ANC's 53rd National Conference uh, at Mangaung in 2012, it was resolved that uh, we are... boldly entering the second phase of the transition from apartheid uh, to a national democratic society and so on and so on has the ANC really entered this phase, this second phase uh, with the vigor that was set out in 2012 in your view or you, you get a sense now perhaps that uh, now with the nine discussion documents that are out there, this time around the ANC will need to and will have to enter this uh, this uh, second, uh, second phase of uh, the transition
1: Well, I would say that ANC has always followed more pragmatic policies than radical policies, and as such, this document doesn't suggest that you are about to enter a radical phase per se. The main challenge here is that ANC tend to reach up the rhetoric around either revolution or radical change at certain moments, such as approaching a policy discussion uh, conference or when youth league or the labor puts pressure on it I doubt you do have deep conviction and unanimity on the approach Hence, even on this one you are hearing contradictory positions such as the president the youth leagues talking about taking the land without compensation and the ANC mainstream talking about, uh, you know, exploring what is contained within Chapter 25 of the Constitution in order to speed up the process. But the elephant in the room is the state capacity and ANC-led government's capacity to deliver.
0: And, and that hesitation, in your view, at this critical time of the life of the ANC, how, how will that impact come 20, uh, on the ANC and its survival come 2019, that you have this voice saying this and you have another voice saying that uh, really, at this critical stage?
1: Well, I do think that it all depends on how they may come up with a united or divided leadership come December. Because if they come with a leadership team, that is united. Even with this pragmatic message, they may actually position themselves well for 2019 because you do not yet have an opposition credible enough in terms of the governance experience and in terms of the capacity to implement that which they promised. And even the second two largest parties, The DA and the EFF are miles apart in terms of agreeing on the approach. In fact, their positions are contradictory ideologically, so their coalition would hardly work in this particular respect.
0: Let's look at the economic transformation discussion document. What is contained there? And again, it talks to the issue of radical economic transformation. What are the salient points?
1: Well, I do think that the main issue which is topical at this moment is the one of the land uh, restitution. And again, there, it is talking about codifying or understanding better and uh, uh, making it clear as to what is provided for by the Constitution, Chapter 25, and what could be transferred speedily and the kind of support that would be given to the farmers or to the owners of land something that we've heard before what is most interesting about this document is the continuity and the rehashing of what we've had before which means at this moment they ought to talk more about what has hindered them from implementing that which was there then the other one it's about of course the financial assistance and the access to finances with the four mainly monopoly banking institutions. The only thing left for government is to establish one or two other development banks. Uh, But again, the capacity corruption has tended to undermine any exercise in this direction. And there is also reliance on procurement, uh, which sometimes tend to benefit the elite than... The general, uh, you know, uh, black population.
0: Let's look at uh, strengthening the, the the presidency and increasing capacity there, uh, so that then the presidency is is able to drive the ANC programs and and the government programs. What do you what do you make of that? Wouldn't uh, decentralizing uh, powers work better? Uh, do you think it needs to be centralised and and that office strengthened? Why?
1: Well. Anywhere where you have seen radical economic transformation, the Presidency or the leader of that country, the leader of that party is usually central. It was quite an anomaly that you had the President generally out of the picture during the development of the National Development Plan. They tend to be champions the face of any policy changes and as such I think that works But here is the catch. It all depends on the sophistication, on the conviction and policy appetite of any president or any leader, because you may transfer powers to that office. And if the leader himself is rather not as equipped to deal with that space, then it means the whole project would be retarded.
0: And, Professor Figen, what do you make of uh, Andy Lelungisa leading the ANC, elected to lead the ANC in the Nelson Mandela Bay? Uh, uh, You know, uh, the the Secretary General of the organization says you cannot be uh, in the PEC and be a a leader of a region. The president is down there to what people say to endorse uh, Andy Lelungisa. What do you read into that?
1: Well, haven't we seen that with Franz haven't we seen that in different regions any factionalized, fragmented organization will have different leaders speaking in tens and contradicting each other especially when you are a few months away from an elective conference people are looking for strong men or strong women in different regions for support the issue of consistency and principle usually evaporates at this time